Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Game time decisions that we're looking at. We looks like Lashawn McCoy is going to play. It looks like Mark Andrews is going to play, but he's 50-50. T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack are like legit game time decisions. Now it does look like Rashard Penny is not going to play, and Alshon Jeffrey is not going to play. Is that every are those the big ones? And James White is now out. Yeah, James White apparently is uh, not going to play in this game. So up with Sex Rex. There you go. Uh, smash the like button for this video if you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks. Uh, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, not the live chat, the comment section. Tell me your favorite single smash play of the main slate for week three. I think that's everything. Got a live show on Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern time uh, on the same channels that you're watching it on right now with my main man, Steve Buchanan. So I think we should probably get into this. Let's introduce the third member of the team for the Sunday show. He's ready to ban people from the chat. It is a Tim Undercust. Tim Undercust. That is not my name. Are you ready for I, I have worked out a thing for your bands. I'm giving you six bands for Whoa. the show. But he, lo- but he lost two from last week. Okay. So you're already down to four bands for this week. And you can lose them periodically throughout the show. I like this. Okay. So be on your best behavior, all right? I can't promise that. So you mentioned something on the Twitter machine this morning that I think is, well, I don't think it's like super relevant, but the over-under in the Kansas City-Baltimore game opened at 55. It's now down to 51. It's been like just by the second going down and down and down. It's down four points. a lot of points. Uh, It's rainy. It's windy. Everything's going on there. The only thing that I will say about this, if you play in kicker leagues, you probably don't use the kickers in that game. Yeah. With just swirling very, very high winds. But, like, if you're thinking about benching, like, Patrick Mahomes or something like that, just play those guys. Like, don't over... Like, what are you benching Patrick Mahomes for? Honestly. Tim, you own Patrick Mahomes. You benched him all last year. Bad idea. Well, that was because he was a red shirt in the keeper league. So, you uh, have to sort of... Anyway, explain <laughs> that. No. There's no circumstance under which you're going to bench any of your Chiefs stars or Raven stars. Uh, sorry, there's just none. If you do, you're a fool. You should stop playing fantasy. You don't know what you're doing. So, Lamar, Mahomes, play them both. Hollywood Brown, play him. Kelsey and Watkins, play him. Play them, sorry. Everyone else in that game, then you can make start making some decisions. McCoy is definitely De- – McCoy for sure, too. No doubt in my mind. Okay, so let's get into the LaShawn McCoy thing. So, McCoy is dealing with this ankle injury. His specific injury really worries me in the context of this game because he's already at a very high rate of re-injuring that ankle because it's not 100%. Uh, so we don't even know what his workload's going to be like anyway if he is active and he hasn't even been declared active as of yet. Hey, there's James White. He's out this week. Uh, you got to take oh, him out of your no. lineup. Yeah, you got to take him out of your lineup, Tim. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I don't have a backup. I'm doomed. <laughs> <laughs> Go pick up Sex Rex. I formally concede this week against whomever I'm playing. Oh, God, I think I'm playing you. Fuck. No, Eric. Oh, good. Oh, it's Eric. Eric. 
So McCoy, we don't know what his workload is going to be like anyway. The Ravens' run defense is exceptionally good yeah. versus its pass defense, which is kind of banged up and not as great as people like to believe it is. So I'm not super like in on McCoy. And I, I think the split between him and Darwin Thompson might be a lot closer than people think. Yeah, um, I'm 100% with you. Uh, I think it could definitely break down to 50-50. And also, unlike a lot of games with the Chiefs, there is a reasonable possibility that they get down a couple scores in this game. Uh, and that would definitely be a script that favors Thompson as opposed to LaShawn McCoy. Look, I, I think in season-long formats in any league bigger than 12 teams, you're probably just going to have to play McCoy out of necessity. I, I think the role, the possibility and the upside is too great to ignore. Um, but you're right. There's a risk for injury. Uh, there's a risk that he's scripted out of this game. Uh, there's a risk that Darwin's just better than he yeah, is. Yeah, like maybe the ankle. Uh, would you bench him for Frank Gore? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd rather play Frank Gore. I have Frank Gore as a backup in this league. I wonder if he's a better play than Burkhead. Yeah, I have him ranked oh, yeah. about. So let's use those two guys. Rex Burkhead, uh, and it probably, I assume that Damian Harris is going to be activated for this game. Yeah. So Brandon Bolden will definitely score six, eight touchdowns in this game or some guy because Devlin's also out in this game. Yeah. So like the Patriots. Oh, different white up back? Yeah, the, the Patriots might just walk into the crowd and like sign a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid. And he's going to have eight touchdowns in this game against the crappy Jets. Well, how gritty is the kid? Well, we'll find out. A lot of grit. He's still I guess that's it. true, yeah. So I go, so in the 20s in my rankings, like it goes on Johnson, then Frank Gore, Philip Lindsay, LaShawn McCoy, Chris Thompson, Darwin Thompson, Devonta Freeman, Peyton Barber, Rex Burkhead, Tariq Coe, and Miles Sanders. That's the way that I would have them ranked for this week. Now, am I too high, too low on some of those guys, Gary? Because um, Freeman seems abnormally low based on the name, but he sucks. Yeah, this this is the week, though. Um, if, if he can't get it done against the Colts, I, I mean, really just in terms of what his value should be to the Falcons. And sure, he's only played 55% of the team snaps so far this season. So it's, it's not even really like he has a stranglehold in his no backfield over Ito Smith. But, he's done for. Oh, that, that's fair. And, and look, I think that if he does not produce this week, I am giving everyone permission who has not jumped off the bandwagon yet to jump off the bandwagon and never look back. But he, he's a hurt. The Colts, well are, the Colts are incredibly <laughs> susceptible to running backs incredibly susceptible to running backs, specifically in the passing game. And Darius Leonard's not playing in this contest, which I would think stands to reason to make that defense a whole lot worse. Um, over, this is a good matchup. Over under weeks before Judge Ito is the starter. Well, there's a real good chance that it's next week if Freeman doesn't do anything today. By the way, how great is it that his nickname is actually based on Lance Ito? I think it ruins it a little bit. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I think it's perfect. It's like everyone's freaking out about Debo Samuel. Not realizing that he was a hundred percent named because of the movie Friday. He was, yeah. That, like that's, that's it, it fact. ruins it ruins your your clever little. Oh man, I, I put these two things together. No, he was literally named after the movie. It's not clever. Do you know what Edo Smith's real first name is? Uh, they said it on the broadcast. Last it's week. it's incredible. The fact that he goes by Edo is shocking. His real first name is Romarius. Which is an awesome That's name. A great name. Romarius Smith sounds like he's an awesome running back. That guy's a that guy's an all pro. Edo Smith sounds like someone we joke about. He really needs a PR guy. Yeah. He needs at least to hire you know, Mayo Media Inc. Consulting. Like, you get out in front of it. Like, no one has benefited more from a good name in his career than Travis Outlaw has. He signed, like, a $70 million deal at yeah, some time. Like, and he's terrible. Romarius Smith. So, as it pertains to McCoy, I just worry, based on the conditions, with a wet field, that kind of thing, where he's already susceptible to be re-injured because of the ankle, you put him in slippery conditions, and that's not helping matters. No. All. 
And do we worry about uh, Daryl? Look, I'm, I'm avoiding worry, McCoy worry? completely in DFS. Yeah, so am I. I, I just think there, there you, are certain circumstances. Would you play Darwin Thompson, though, at 3K? Yeah. Would you rather play Darwin Thompson at 3K or Rex Burkett at 3,900? I think the one issue... Or would, I would you rather play Frank Gore at 43? I'm avoiding Gore, I think, in most circumstances. I'm not playing I can, e- any of those three guys. I can understand using Gore in cash. I get it. But Frank Gore chalk weeks justifiably terrify me. Uh, I, I've seen this script play out. Look, I... It's it's undeniable his role in this offense. Uh, I think he he had outtouched Singletary thirty two to twelve, and the only reason Singletary got a goal line touch was because Frank Gore happened to be getting a concussion protocol uh, at the time of that drive. But I, I I think that people are very quick to say Frank Gore is now the lead back in this offense when once again, as we've been saying for three weeks, Josh Allen is. Josh Allen is the lead back in the Bills offense. Don't quickly forget that. Uh, and, and there are scenarios this week where Frank Gore touches the ball, well, let's say specifically carries the ball 20 times, gains 75 yards, doesn't score a touchdown, and maybe catches two passes. That's nine and a half points. It's not going to get it done. I know that's 3x's value. Fantastic. It's not going to win you a tournament. No, it was like using Peterson last week. Like, Peterson scored a touchdown and was still useless. Yeah. Which is but kind of... But he did score. Yeah, but he didn't do it. Like it yeah, just, but if you're like in a 14-team league and you flexed him, that's perfectly fine. Sure, but you were typing him up and using him on DraftKings. He scored 11 and a half points on DraftKings, not, not doing you any favors. Yeah, he was super cheap, though. You could have done a lot worse. But I was going to say, the interesting thing about Thompson is there are scenarios where I would definitely get him in at that price point. I think it's a very fair price point. Um, if it I wasn't think, this week. I think th- much like you, thing. I'm really looking to exploit the top end of the running back board because there's so much value elsewhere. Yeah, so like if you need to pay down this week, like I still want to have the safety of my running backs. Like I don't think I used a running back cheaper than Chris Carson this week. And he's $5,900. Because there are like eight wide receivers in the 3K range that could all be in absolute just gigantic spots. Like Demir Bird at $3,000 is in a fantastic spot. Devin Smith at $3,400 is in a fantastic spot. I'm tired of Devin Smith. I want nothing to do with him. I am so in on Devin Smith. I, I have him. I played nine lineups this week. The reason we cut him for a reason. He's not good. But here, this is the thing, and this is something. Oh, so you're just bitter because he sucked for the Jets? <laughs> he was bad in general. I'm glad they cut him. He's, he's, he's not going to do much anyway. This is, I, I had this epiphany like during the third quarter of the Dolphins-Patriots game last week at the bar, which was you can't. What am I doing? Well, sure. That, that happens a lot. But I had a lot of Josh Gordon exposure. And it was like, oh, God, there's only one useful piece in this Dolphins defense, and it's Xavier Howard. And he's going to be on Amari Cooper And this he's week. going to be on Amari Cooper this week. And you've got the two other options, the two starting cornerbacks for the Dolphins are Eric Rowe. And me. Basically. Pat Mayo. Uh, ah! good, <laughs> good for Jamal Wiltz, who will forever be the guy getting burned in Antonio Brown's one Patriot highlight <laughs> that everyone will go back to. Um He's given up an 86% reception rate through two games in the slot. Like, why? I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that you're benching Amari Cooper because you're not. He's no. going to have a good game. But if you're Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper's got decent coverage and everyone else is wide open, yeah. you're going to throw to the wide open, guys. W- would that lead you to Cobb at all? A little. I, I think yeah. there are, in, in certain builds, when I'm left with about $5,000, 
I don't mind Cobb. I'd rather use. It, it, I'd rather Smith has much more upside. Well, and he's but. only thirty. And like, it's a different build if you do it that way. Like the upside, like tournament winning upside for Devin Smith is way higher because he's just going to be running sprints down the yeah. field. But if you get stuck in that like five thousand dollar range, like everyone's going to Larry Fitzgerald there on DraftKings, you could go down to Emmanuel Sanders, who I think is better than Cobb. But I think Will Fuller is the play at forty eight hundred bucks against the Chargers. I'm playing Witten from that Cowboys game. <laughs> You're that. playing Witten. <laughs> Oh, he's so Antonio cheap. Brown. He, you know, he's cheap at a position where I don't have to spend this week because I want to spend it running back. You know, they clearly do want to target him, particularly in the red zone. I think at thirty-seven hundred bucks, Whitson's probably the best tight end value on the board. See, I don't think so. Not at all. I don't even think he's the best tight end at thirty-seven hundred bucks. No, that'd be Greg Olson. Greg, Greg Olson sitting right there. Uh, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust. Uh, and with his back, he's actually going to play this week. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. He was running like Forrest yeah. Gump last week. TJ Hawkinson's actually in a pretty decent spot against the Eagles. Uh, and if you just look, OJ Howard is what, 3800 bucks. If you want to shoot for upside. I, oh, I, I used OJ Howard because I used Jameis Stacks. Yeah. I left Godwin out of it, so I'm using Jameis, Evans, and O.J. Howard. So I was going to say, I don't mind. I, I don't think I would use Howard on an island, but I don't mind using Mike Evans on an island this week. Just, I, I just feel like he's had two very tough matchups to start the season. But would you, in, in that area, would you rather use Mike Evans or Kenny Galladay? I'd rather use Kenny Galladay. Yeah, that's fair. I, I just think Evans has a big week. Like, specifically the Bradbury matchup, he, he hasn't exceeded or excelled in that matchup the last five times it's happened. I, I just, I think it's unfair to hold that against him when, you know, he was just running into a pretty good cornerback. So uh, I think this is a week that sets up a lot better for him. So, so Tim, you just reserved your spot in our, like, DraftKings room, which Gary mm-hmm. wanted because he used the Patriots defense last yeah, week. Yeah, Re- really helps out a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, so where's your early build going towards? Like, who's your quarterback? Mahomes. It's a Kansas City build this week. It's cheap enough you can do it. It's funny. I few people will be doing it because people I, are scared off. I was going to say I love that build in a massive tournament. I don't know if I love it in a ten man tournament. Tim doesn't know the difference between them. Yeah. Well, the goal is for me put together the best lineup I can and spend every dollar I've got. Those are the only two. <laughs> and always, 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 always like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, there's no circumstance under which if he's available, I'm not playing. That's a pretty that, good advice. That's of all his advice. This tends to be the best so McCaffrey like, pillar of his sensibilities. My two, two big spins makes me feel pretty good. Yeah. So, like I mentioned, the three receivers that you can really use, and like before you get into like the Preston Williams of the world, sure. if you really want to, I don't. Think might have some value. Sure. If they're going to be down by five hundred points, so why not? But Bird at three, Devin Smith at three four, and JJ Arcega Whiteside mm-hmm. at three six. Uh, everyone's using Aguilar from that. Like, he's also, I think he's 3,600. Yeah, I think Aguilar's the play. Yeah, Aguilar is projected to be the highest-owned wide receiver on DraftKings right now. If you're playing in a millionaire maker or you're playing in a giant tournament, just fade him. If he beats you, he beats you, but chances are he's not going to beat you. I think he is. He's probably going to have a pretty good game. I just, I, I don't think... Yeah, but is his game going to be so good that he's the differentiator, or could you take someone at... The differentiator? As one... 18th of the ownership who ends up performing better and then you box out everyone else who used Aguilar. Sure, but I don't know that I think that Arcea Whiteside has got that chance. Like I, I think he's a good player. I think Aguilar is dis- decisively the number one receiver there. So I think you're sort of making the wish the author of the thought. So I, I, I'm no, not yeah, No, I, I think it's about role though too. Yeah, and I mean, he's not the number, I mean, I guess technically he's the number one receiver. The number one passing option goes by the name of Zach Ertz. So you're not even okay, targeting well, like, the number one guy well, in the offense. 
Sure. Like then just spend up for Ertz because he's better than like at that point, like I'm not worried about that. That's We're, not where I'm that, that's that's not the conversation we're having. We're having a conversation about God. Well, you, I don't think that's going to be the player that wins you a million dollars in the in the million make, for example. Like that's just not where I would be. Going. Who? White side is sort of irrelevant to this conversation. It's Aguilar at his price point versus the other guys at his price point. You can pick which one that you like the best, but they're all going to come in with significantly less ownership by like 75% less ownership. And, we, and we've seen, I, I, I don't think that Aguilar has the same upside cap as someone like Jamison Crowder necessarily, but we've seen even the best type of that game. Like, I don't think anyone's going to, have a better just real scummy PPR game this season than what we saw out of Crowder in week one. And even with 14 catches, he still didn't get to 25 DraftKings points because there's no red zone targets, and there's just no depth to those targets either. Uh, question from the audience, sir. My, my only takeaway here is uh, Devin Smith, rev- incredibly reverse-cursed. Yes. Nelson Agu- Aguilar, incredibly under-cursed. So just when you're building, think about that. Yeah. That's a, that's a good summation, I would say. Yes. So just use Devin Smith. Josh Rosen this week. Josh Rosen might not be a bad cheat. Oh, player. my God. First game, he's got a lot to prove. Uh, the Dolphins will be throwing a lot with him. We go, we go in two or three weeks with a Dolphins stack? I'm not advocating that, but it's only 4,500. I don't hate it either. Just, just use Kyle Allen. Yeah, well, yeah, here's the thing. Like, there's so... You really have to pick and choose of where you want to spend up this week because there's you could build an all value line. I believe five thousand dollars on the table if you wanted no, to. There's so gotta, much gotta value. Spend every dollar, Pat. What's that? Yeah, yeah. according every to me, I spend every single dollar. dollar. But I fell into this trap as well, just looking at my lineups. That most of my lineups feature Delvin Cook, Austin Eckler, and Chris Carson because you can just pay down at receiver. I yes, Kyle Allen is probably the best value on the board at four thousand dollars. You'd have to think so, yeah. So should, I, should I get to my props before we yes, start talking about Kyle Allen? So I released my props out on the Twitter machines if people want to check those out. If you're asking start sick questions in the chat, um, we do those at 1030. So if you leave them in now, I'm not going to see them because I'm going to do a call to action for questions. So you know, stop wasting your time. Share the show around. That would be nice. We could always do that. But the Kyle Allen props are out of whack. I'm not saying that they're going to win. But they're just weirdly undervalued. So you can bet Kyle Allen, who in his one start in Week 17 last year did have a rushing touchdown and ran five times, he's going to run like four to eight times this week. You can bet him to be first touchdown, 50 to 1. You can bet him to be last touchdown, 50 to 1. You can bet him anytime touchdown, rushing touchdown, that is, to be 12 to 1. Those are just criminally under, over, or undervalued. Like he should be. 20. I don't think the twelve to one one is, but the for, first for, any, are, for any time touchdown, touchdown, twelve to one yeah. for a guy who's going to play every snap. Twelve of the game. to one. Yeah, there's probably like a seven to ten percent chance of that happening. That's about right. Maybe there's slight value there, but not a big one. But the first two, I can certainly see it. Sure. I think the, the first and last touchdown, you should definitely that. There's a lot of value in that. The twelve to one, eh? I think that's about right. Maybe just slightly off. Yes. Pretty significant odds for a starting quarterback. Yes. Who is a mobile starting Who is a mobile, yeah. Like, I, I, when I went into this, and I went, I just was just glancing, because I was looking to play a rushing prop for him, and there was none on the board, so I just glanced at the touchdowns, because I assumed he was going to be 20-1 to first touchdown, 20-1 to last touchdown, like 4-1 to anytime touchdown. And I saw these odds, I was like, let's go. Two best ones on the board, I think, uh, especially if 
we don't know if Rashad Penny is definitely out yet because the inactives will come out later. He's expected to not play, but Chris Carson over 16 and a half carries in this game. Um, seems pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. And seems, seems very likely. And Devin Smith. This is, oh. th- this is the weirdest one I found. So his game total for yardage in the game is 28 and, is 28 and a half. His longest reception prop is 25 and a half. So just bet the 28 and a half over. So Carson, over 16 and a half carries. Devin Smith, over 28 and a half yards. Oh. Question for you. How many QB rushing TDs do you think there have been through two plus weeks? Four. Uh, I'd probably say like seven. There have been eight, and Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen account for half of them. So, like I'm saying, rushing QBs or QB rushing TDs is just a very, very dangerous thing to be betting on. Yeah, we live that's in because there's only a certain amount of quarterbacks that fill that archetype, and I think Kyle Allen is definitely a quarterback One of them, yeah. who could rush the ball for a touchdown. Two people, Allen, Josh Allen, and Watson, and that's the list. Like, does I mean, saying, like, just, Russell Wilson couldn't rush in for yeah, a touchdown? Yeah, or, or Lamar Jackson or, couldn't rush in for a touchdown? Anymore. Did Russell Wilson even have one last year? Maybe he had one last season. Like, he doesn't rush for touchdowns. Yeah, he only throws 40-yard bombs for touchdowns. Listen, mo- most people are trying to play props that are minus 150. Here is a prop that's either 50 to 1 or 12 to 1. Which yeah, I yeah, really no, 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 yeah, look, and, and if you go, if you go into a 12 to 1 prop expecting to win that prop, you know, that's probably the wrong way to go about it, but it's, it's, there's value. That's all you can really ask for. So the parlay that I put together for props, I have these out on my Facebook page and my Twitter page right now if you just want to actually see what the overall numbers are or reference back to it. Uh, the four that I put together as a part of the parlay pays 10 to 1. Ted Ginn under three and a half receptions. I like that especially because we don't really know what's happening with the New Orleans no. quarterback situation. I, I like that, too. I like that quite a bit. Just anytime you get Ginn outdoors, it's usually a good thing. Yeah. Devin Smith, over 28.5 receiving yards. Yeah. Demir Bird, over 35.5 receiving yards. And Will Fuller, over 25.5 longest reception. So I played all those four props individually, and together they pay 10 to 1. I like those. I like three of those four. That's, that's good news. Um the other ones I just played, I played all three of those Kyle Allen props as singles. I played the Chris Carson over 16 and a half rushing attempts as a single. Uh, and I played the Chargers and Texans over five and a half total sacks in that game because their offensive line's not good. Yeah. yeah, the Chargers could win that part of it for you all by themselves. Yeah, it's, I, I played the Titans-Jags over five and a half sacks on Thursday night. The Jags had nine. Yeah, Tennessee had helps. none. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is, too, it's not as if I know they didn't allow a sack last week, and a lot of it is because Philip Rivers just throws the ball within half a second of touching it. But the Chargers' offensive line is also not very good. No, and, and the Texans get to the quarterback, and Deshaun yeah. Watson gets sacked like four and a half times a game. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's also very good. So. Yeah, good that's for pretty him. good. So those are the props that we're going with. Did you see anything that you liked? Uh, not especially. I just really like that Devin Smith one. I mean, when you told me this morning, it, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, it seems, um, it seems off like the Kyle Allen one seems off. Like, you know, even if you think that his role is not going to be quite what Gallup's is, I think we're still looking at a guy who's going to play like 60% of the snaps and is definitely going to see some targets. And I, and I truly believe in this, again, not Xavier Howard necessarily a lockdown corner, but just only capable player in Miami secondary. I, I think Smith's going to see at least five or six targets this game. If Mark Andrews doesn't play, now he should play. They, they're calling him 50 He played last week. Yeah, he did, but now it seems like it's a little bit worse. Sure. And like he, he was iffy last week, and then goes out and has an absolute smash game. But let's say all of a sudden at 1130, he's decided to be inactive. Who do you go pick up? Do you pick up Gerald Everett in that? Because 
we, I mean, we haven't talked about this, but like no one is playing on the Browns defense. Yeah. No, but so, that game is going to be, a, I, I don't see that game being a high scoring game either. I see that being like a 13 to 10 really? game for the, the Rams. Like I think it's going to be close. I think I, I don't see both. The Rams historically do not score a ton of points on the road outdoors. Uh, with this sort of configuration, we've seen them sort of slow down a bit. I mean, they scored, the over, they, they scored over 30 in week one at Carolina. Yeah, but you know what? That was sort of deceiving, right? If you watch the game, the Panthers held them up and held them up and they had, gave them some short fields. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, See, I think the Rams in that game, I like the Rams in that game. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. In, in that same way, I think there was two ways to watch that week one contest. I, I walked away from that thinking the Rams could have scored 45 points and just settled for a lot of field goals. Um I, I like Everett a lot. Um, I mean, they're running a lot more 12 than 11 this season. I, th- I think he's playing like 55% of the snaps. Uh, he's always been the guy they thought was the better receiving option between he and Higby. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, I think we're going to talk a lot about the secondary, but the fact that Kirksey's not playing in this game either, like realistically, that was probably one of the main defenders that was going to defend Everett in the passing game. Like, would you pick up Olsen or would you pick up Everett? I, th- I think I'd probably Olsen. Olsen at that point. Tim? Uh, yeah, I agree. Would you pick up Walt Disley or Gerald Everett? Disley. I'd go Disley as well. Yeah, Disley. But those guys might not be available. Would you play Vernon Davis or Gerald Everett? I think there I'd play Everett. I think I'd play Vernon Davis still. I Vernon think I would play DB as well. I just feel like they're running. I, I, I think Chris Thompson gets like 20 targets in that game. Yeah, Tim, is it an AP week or not? I believe it is not an AP week. Okay. So play Chris Thompson is what you're saying. Always play Chris Thompson. Would you play Chris Thompson or Frank Gore? I would play Frank Gore. I'd play Chris Thompson. I'd still play Frank Gore. Just because we don't believe in Frank Gore doesn't mean the opportunity is not going to be there. That's fair. I I just think Chris Thompson has shown himself he's he's going to get 8 to 12 targets until he's not healthy, and right now he's healthy. I suppose so. If he had to only play one running back, just uh, like regardless of price this week, Mm. would it be Elliott? Yeah. No, CMC. I look because there, there's a there's the argument that this game gets out of hand and that maybe Zeke doesn't need to rack up the I, volume. I don't like that argument I, only I, because if they get if it gets out of hand, he's, he's definitely done something. Yeah, he yeah. scored like three touchdowns. Yeah. I yeah I just I I think the spot's too good to ignore. Uh, anything else like DraftKings wise you want to go to? Like, are you going to play Kyle Allen? Because I am. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you stack him? I stacked him with McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Uh, I don't mind stacking him with Olsen. Uh, I, I think stacking him with McCaffrey is obviously very viable. Sure. Uh, McCaffrey is one of the few running backs you can stack a quarterback with. We've, we've gone over this enough times. Um, but, yeah, you, you look at just the pace of those two teams. They're first and second in the league. And even in neutral play selection, they're sixth and second. So it's, it's not as if these have been two teams that have been game scripted the first Should we bet weeks. the over on this game? Or do we worry that Cliff Kingsbury is like, I'm on the one yard line on second down. Tricky. I'll kick a field goal. <laughs> There's no, again, the are a very deliberate franchise inside the, the red zone. So yeah, I think overs are hard to bet with them right sure, now. <laughs> but I also think that much like we sort of, we stared at, you know, Mike Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo early in last season where they were averaging five and a half red zone drives per game, but only scoring 20 points per game. At some point, you're just going to score a touchdown. <laughs> I just saw this tweet. The Brown tweet? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Did you see this, Tim? No. What Ant- is it? Antonio Brown says he plans on boycotting the NFL until player contracts are guaranteed. 
Yeah, that's like OJ saying he's going to go out and find the real killer yeah. while he's on the golf course. Still looking. Still looking. He could be on any golf course, Tim. You don't know. By the, oh, I was going to say, though, that well, does remind me. Uh, Kyler Murray's passing yards prop is still way, a lot lower than it should be. It's it's in the mid-260s. It's 264 and a half this yeah. week. Yeah, I would, he I would almost, hit his, he almost hit his over in the first half last week. That's Murray's going to be good. It's pretty clear. What if you pronounce his name Mooey like you had a lisp? Or just said present. Present. <laughs> That's a I just repeated your joke like. back to you and you yeah, laughed. Cracking him up. He was cracking himself up with People Van Halen. Know that, show, right? that was on HBO. I, People know that show. Right? I don't think it being on HBO helps your case because it was on HBO. I guess HBO was still a pretty big thing back then. HBO was, a lot was big, but like HBO, generally speaking, is only big because of the big shows. Those are the ones that people yeah. watch. Like people have watched Flight of the Concords. It's not like a super ingrained in the pop culture type of show. No. Should be. Yeah, it's all right. Who's the boom king? It could be a part-time model. It could be. Um, spreads. Back to that. Chiefs-Ravens game. It's down to five and a half. The total is now, it looks like it's stuck at 51. So we talked about the studs that you start in that game. You start them all. Yep. You don't worry about that. And I don't think the LeShadon McCoy is a stud in that game. I would agree. But what about the Hardmans, the Robinsons, the Miles Boykins of the world? Like those guys. Those would be the guys I'd be a bit pensive about. My opinion is I don't care about the weather. I'm going to play the guys I was going to play. But they're in a mix of guys that you could have all went and picked up. Sure, but I won't let that be a decisive, a determining factor for me. Like, I, if I was, if I liked them, I was going to go pick them up. Or not? Like, I'm not thinking about the weather at all. To me, that's extraneous. I think you need to consider it a little bit. It, it's no. it's always wind. Wind is the yeah, only thing that we've seen time after tough. time after time. If it gets above 20 miles per hour, it has a severe impact on the game. Although Patrick Mahomes threw a ball 65 yards off his back foot. Last week against Oakland. If anyone can cut a ball through the wind. He threw a ball out of the stadium during during training camp. I wouldn't worry about it. I I don't think we're going to see a situation where anyone's, like, shadowing anyone. Um, But Marlon Humphrey's been very good so far this year. I I know they're missing Jimmy Smith, which is is big. Um, And I think that does make that secondary a little susceptible. But you could see a lot of Humphrey on Robinson. I I don't know. I just don't feel like Would you play Robinson or Herdman? Robinson. You probably have to play Robinson, but yeah. I just, I, I, I really do think it's a crapshoot. It's, it, it almost comes back to playing, like, this is last year Sammy Watkins, essentially. You're just crossing your fingers and hoping this is one of the five weeks he's going to go off. Because it's not going to happen every week. Um, would you play Will Fuller or those guys? I'd play Will Fuller. I'd play Fuller. I, I would play Will Fuller, but I would have anyway. I, I, but I think people get fallen into this trap of, oh, I, Robinson had the big week last week. I just picked him up. Now I want to play him. Will Fuller's had like two eh games. Yeah. I'll play him. I, I would play Will Fuller as well. I would too. I think, I think the thing with Robinson and, you know, we'll finally start to see people reap the rewards of this next week is he's just a guy who's great during bye weeks. He's a guy who's great when there's 12 teams going that week. Um, and, and if he's, if his upside is the option you get to fill in for a wide receiver, fantastic. But like I said, he's he's a best ball player. He's he's someone you don't know on any given week if he's going to go off or not. So a lot of that depends on your team construct as well. Then, like if you have the ability to roll the dice, like let's say you're a massive underdog in whatever your sure. head-to-head contest is, and you know someone like even Hardman or Robinson is out there, and you can play them. Like, well, their upside is like thirty points. Their downside is zero points. But I'm a twenty-five point underdog in the matchup that I'm in. You might have to roll the dice on the upside of that anyway. 
Yeah. Where if it's a closer game, maybe you want to take the stable 13 points or sure. something like that. Maybe you're someone who got Austin Eckler in the sixth round and you're just stacked at running back and you can take a shot because you know you can sustain a zero in your lineup. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are ways to go about this. So I, I think it's all like circumstantial. The five and a half, it's down from six and a half. Tim, you still like the Chiefs in this game? Because I do. Yeah, I mean... That five and a half to six and a half is sort of cosmetic anyway in terms of the number. Yeah, it goes through six. You know what? I, I would take, I would prefer to bet it at five and a half than six and a half. Sure. I'm not going to lie to you. Sure, I would, but it's not as, ma- as massive a deal if it went from seven and a half to six and a half, for example. Like, yeah, it's important, but it's not that important. And I love the Chiefs in the game to start with. I still like the Chiefs in the game. I think this line actually no, no longer makes any sense. Uh, like the Chiefs should be, should be laying so a full seven against anybody at all. <laughs> You just it, said it was a maybe, cosmetic difference, but now it, it went from making sense to making well, no sense. Well, it was a six and a half. It was only off by a half point. Like, they should be laying a full seven into anyone at home except for maybe the Patriots. Look, and then they should be laying three or four. I'm I'm, I'm just poking holes. I, I also like the Chiefs a lot in this game. Um, I don't want to take away anything the Ravens have done. but uh, The only concern would be, listen, last week the Chiefs got shut out in three of the four quarters they played. That was not very optimistic. Particularly a whole second half. That was somewhat discomforting if you're uh, hoping that the Chiefs, because I mean, you know, the, the Raiders don't have a great defense and they shot them out in the second quarter in a game that was never out of hand, like the Raiders had chances to get back in the game. So that, if, if you're my devil's advocate, that would be the point that the Ravens are not, if the Chiefs are having trouble scoring, the Ravens are not going to have the that's, same problem. That's fine. But I, if you're going to really start nitpicking uh, the schedule through two weeks, I mean, who have the Ravens beaten? Really? They sure. looked fantastic against Miami. Congrats. And, and they, almost, they almost lost to Arizona at home. That's, that's not a great look. They're a good team. I still think the Ravens, you know, probably make the playoffs in the AFC. And probably. They, they could they definitely... Like, they're by far the heavy favorite to win the AFC North now, with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati done and Cleveland clearly sort of in shambles. Sure. I, 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 but I still think I'd need for them to have beaten a quality opponent before I'm starting to think about betting against the Chiefs at home. Well, we, we gave out... In September, I think Andy Reid's like 9-0 and against the spread in his last nine September games. Let's He's go. just very good. As far away from the playoffs as he can be, great coach. I did play a Moneyline parlay this week as we did the pick show, which everyone should tune into every Wednesday morning with Tim and Jeff. Comes out at 6 a.m. It's ready for you. Two hours to kill during the day. There you go. Have a few laughs. But he said three teams legitimately had no chance to win this week. Do you know who those three teams were? Because I put them on a money line. And not the Jets or Dolphins. Like games that realistically the other team could win. Sorry, this is things Tim said or Jeff said? Tim said. Tim said that these three teams could oh. not win. Okay, so, so pre- definitely the Browns. Uh, no, the Browns were oh. not. Baltimore was one of them. He said Baltimore had no oh. chance to beat okay. Kansas City. Despite uh, what he's now saying. Say... No, no, I was just playing devil's advocate. He said the Broncos have no chance was, to beat the looking, Packers. I was looking at that game. And the Steelers have no chance to beat the 49ers. Ooh, I really yeah. like the Steelers in that game. Oh, yeah. Mason Rudolph, who's never started a game in his career, going to the Bay, where a team hasn't played a home game yet, they're a home opener. The Niners look like the world Bay, like, like San Francisco has some sort of massive home field advantage. This isn't 1989. No, but the Steelers are going to travel across the country with a backup QB who's never started a game for a home opener. That's, and the Niners look, look like... I like San Francisco in this game, but I'm not going to go out and say that San Francisco is oh, free no, money. I, I think the Steelers knock them out, and then their season is pretty much done. I think there's a lot of people who are going to put San Francisco money line on like a three or four team parlay. And stay away and from it. It's a dangerous I will. game. 
It's basically hunting man. It's on my pro line. I'll tell you that. Why are you still fucking playing pro lines? What's wrong with you? Because he's sponsored by pro line. Yeah. Why why do you keep bringing up competitors for one thing? And you played the worst version of it. Like you like. Honestly, pro line is for people that play like the ripoff, like scratch tickets at at the corner store. Like it's horrible. It's it's the worst investment you can make with your money if you're going to put it in to any sort of sports betting. It makes no sense. Congratulations on that. So Baltimore, Denver, Pittsburgh money line pays 43 to one. Just the anti-cust can't win teaser. That's not bad. His te- his actual parlay, sorry, his teaser for the week, his six point teaser. He's got Kansas City minus a half point, Buffalo pick him, Green Bay minus one and a half, Minnesota minus two, and the Niners minus half a point. Looks good on paper. It always does. It always does. Well, he's teased against the Chiefs the first two weeks and they broke his teaser. So now he's with them. So obviously Baltimore is going to win. <laughs> yeah. Plus the Chiefs I still, I still like really the Chiefs, cool but that terrifies me. The Chiefs have that really cool field design for this week. That'll be an awesome game to watch. Like they like they designed it like the 1960s. Oh. I was going to say, what what in Tim's mind could possibly justify as cool? It's like, oh, definitely if they embrace their old timiness. Yes. Let's talk about this Rams-Browns game. Because I think the lines only moved a half point. It's still plus three and a half, and that line seems weird anyway. I took Cleveland on the show. I'm going to keep taking Cleveland because my picks are in. I'm not betting that game, like, on either side. Like, something seems very suspicious about that line and about that game in general. Yeah. Now that everyone is all out on the Browns, is this the time they actually show up? Because they look bad against the Jets. Again, the the fear would just be, like... Not, not that you want to go into any game without a secondary, but going into a game without a secondary against Sean McVay is a terrifying prospect. Um, their offense has looked incredibly out of whack. Uh, their offensive line hasn't performed well. There's always the possibility that they just commit 12 penalties in a game. Like There's, there's a lot of big red X's going against that team. Um, I just think the Rams are a better team. I... I have 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 we adjusted enough yet back to the Rams are good? Because I because I felt in week one. There I don't was know. A play, level... I mean, they played well last week, but they did not dominate. Fair, the, the... but I just think it, it's scary and that the Panthers were shot for shot with them. Like, yes, the Rams are good, but the Rams are not what they were like middle of the year last year. Good, if you know what I mean. That's, I think that's a... fair, but I think we I think we rolled it a little too far back after the Super Bowl. I just remember coming into week one. I know they ended up only covering it by a half point, but it was just. They should be bigger favorites against the Panthers. They just should. And, and I don't know, maybe that's the odd part of this spread, is just that we haven't corrected the Rams enough yet. Potentially. Would you want any part of Jacoby Myers for the Patriots? No. no. You don't? No. He's going to play. Yeah, but sure. I, I, I just think there's so many mouths to feed in that offense, especially if Burkhead's going to be playing a little bit more. Yeah, but um, no Antonio Brown, no James White. It's a lot of targets to go around. Yeah, but it's, they probably just committed no, no Izzo, set, right? no Lacostitute. Oh, Lacostitute's not. Like Falk will be throwing it all over the place. So they're going to have to try to catch up. So I, I, I don't believe that. Ma- Mason Rudolph in <laughs> his first even career. sell it for a second and I, a can't, half. I can't even sell it myself. <laughs> how, like how many catches does Le'Veon Bell end up with? Nine. 27? I'm going to say 12. Like, you talked about the running back you got to play. Like, I would play Bell before I would play uh, Elliott in this game, in a PPR. What? 
Bell is right there with him. He's a top three or four PPR back now. That's established. There's too many. Look, he's he's definitely like top seven, but there's there's too many just smash weeks for good running backs. And to there's the top three or five. Very little touchdown equity with Le'Veon Bell this yeah. week. Just because I don't. Last week he didn't fumble. Like he was going to score. I will say, as as someone, or, or I mean, everyone's watched the primetime games recently, but he is sort of in this weird like. Leonard Fournette type role where he's going to see all these targets, but unlike Fournette, he can make people miss. Yeah. So there's, there's at least the chance that he gets like 90 yards receiving. Um, but you almost, if you're going to say he's the best running back or, or a top three running back PPR on this slate, he's going to need like the, the three point bonus for going over hundred yards receiving. Cause you're right. I, I, when, when was the last time the Jets scored a touchdown in, in Foxborough? It's like three years ago, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we had one stolen from us. Remember that was I think that was in New York though, wasn't it? It may have been. I've tried to uh, excise those thoughts from my mind. Whatever happened to your boy Austin Safarian Jenkins? He went to the Patriots, I thought, and then I don't know oh, what. Yeah, happened. they did. They did cut him. They this, cut him. Maybe they need him back. Maybe maybe that means Lacoste is going to end up playing. But the the tough part with Bell is, and we saw this week one, and just didn't even really think about it. But I, I know it's like a it's a narrative, and now it's a trope. But the Patriots do take away like the one thing you do well, and the Jets actually only do one thing well. Yeah, they only have one good player. But I think when that thing is throwing it behind the line <laughs> of scrimmage, they're like, yeah, just do that. Just That's do fine. that all game. Um, because look, I I think the fact. We all focus so much on that Le'Veon Bell, you know, trying to compare him to the 2017 version of himself based on skill and based on role within the offense in terms of is this a high leverage situation because he's playing for a team that's going to score a lot of points. But we might just be glossing over the fact, too, that he's like Christian McCaffrey-esque in that he's just going to be on the field. At least we know that. He's not going... Even in that game where they were losing by three touchdowns, still just taking his licks catching five-yard passes, uh, he's going to play 90% of the snaps, and there's value in that. Uh, do you have any real thoughts on Colts-Falcons? I'm looking at my Super 7 right now, and that's the last one that I threw on, Indy minus one and a half. So I have Cincinnati plus six, because that is the biggest trap game. So we're against each other on that one. Oh, you took Buffalo? My, everyone in the world is taking Buffalo minus six, by yeah, the way. I think way. Buffalo wins that, but yeah. I think it's real close. Do you, do you really, like, listen... I like the Bills. I think their defense is excellent. I love Josh Allen. I think he can have objectively a good fantasy game here. But now you're asking the Bills to beat teams by six or more, by more than like, six points? I'm not, I'm not going to take yeah, them. Sure. I'm not going to take them against the spread. Again, I think they win this game. They, they tend to be a lot better at home. Uh, they, they play well in Buffalo. And also, I guess I only do this for like the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins, but I always like to think long-term what could be the most heartbreaking. And I think having Bills fans go... Go into a game in Week Four against the Patriots, three and zero at home. Three and zero at home. That is that's the ultimate heartbreaking recipe there. Yeah, this feels like Bills by three. No, this is a play against the Bengals. I think the Bengals are legit bad. Also, that they, they the Bengals should also be the second worst team in the NFL. They should, but they have enough speed on this team that I think that gives the Bills like they'll be able to throw a few shots at the Bills. The Bills haven't seen through two weeks. I like the over in sacks in this game. I think Buffalo could get home a lot in this game. That has all the making of Dalton just being overwhelmed. That, that actually makes a lot of sense because Allen's going to just yeah, take sacks because he runs around. That yeah. too. That too. Yeah, I just defensive touchdowns in this game I can see. Allen will turn it over three times. I like Bill's defense in DFS. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board with you on that. Uh, so I have Cincinnati plus six. And I did Dallas and New England. It ate the so I had Dallas. I did take Dallas. Just screw it. Yeah, now I'm with you. Until Miami 
shows that they can cover within 10 points of one of these stupid numbers, yeah. I'm taking the stupid numbers. Look, I think we're, we're going to run into a situation. I don't know if it's week four or week five. I think they play the Chargers in week four. I can't remember if they play in week five. But look, I, I'm not going to sit here and in any way, I mean, Fitzmagic, got to get him out of there. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to defend this team. They know what they're doing. Do they? And they're doing it well. They, well, they want to lose. Um, but I, I think we can't overlook, as, as Tim pointed out, the Ravens are now the overwhelming favorite to win the AFC North. They've played the Ravens. They've played the Patriots. They're about to play the Cowboys. These are arguably three of the ten best teams in the NFL. Yeah, so maybe there's, there's going to be a week. The, yeah, they're playing three, te- yeah. they're playing three straight teams, four including next week. We all could very well win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, there there, there might be a situation, and it, it might be the Chargers, because as Jeff pointed out on the show this week, the Chargers would be the team to be the first not to cover against the Dolphins. At some point, it's going to get a little too inflated, and the Dolphins are going to play a team that isn't actually good. Yeah. Um, no, no. I, and, I, it's, it's, and it's just going to be crazy. Inflated, but, right? The Cowboys how, are very market. good. It so. should keep getting inflated, because that's how markets work. You know, you got to push it and push it and push it until there's take back. Yeah, so anyway, I, I'm not – the only game I bet against the spread this week was my super lock of the week. It's down to five and a half now, actually, but I have it in the super seven at six and a half. But it's Tampa Bay. Like, I, people are real big on Danny Dimes. Is there anything more predictable than an overrated young New York quarterback? Like, I feel like getting involved in this Tampa game myself because I like, like the Buccaneers play, a lot. Like, playing it? Yeah, Tim's gonna be oh. Tim's gonna be starting for the quarter quarterback for the Jets next week, and the media will be like, "Oh, this Tim Andercust, he's pretty good. Watch out for him." Oh, I like Tampa a lot in this game. So do I. Yeah, like, do we think their that, defense looks good? The run, oh, I, the run I intend defense to get involved. In it. I intend to watch it a lot. Oh, don't oh, watch it. That's what I mean by invested. Like, no. I'm involved. I intend to watch a lot of this game. All if you mo- have two TVs, are they going to be on Jets, Patriots, and, and Giants, Bucks, Bucks? Giants? I'm Bucks Giants will be on a lot on my screen. Yeah, so you're not gonna watch Ravens Chiefs. That's yeah, well, one will be on the red zone, and one will be on like Giants Bucks and then Jets, uh, Jets Patriots. Oh my I think god, so that's the only like spread that I bet is that Tampa Bay spread, and I have it at six, so, and this, it is five and a half in, right now. But the money is pouring in on the people are so in on Daniel Jones in this team. Like, I, 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 don't, like I don't get it. I think I, there are people who are thinking Jameis shouldn't be laying these kind of points. Jameis yeah. can throw games away. He can. That, he, that, that's he, very true. He definitely can. But at the same time, you know, you can. I know Jameis maybe pushes the edges of this theory, but I, 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 I figured this out when we came into the season. Um, the last three teams to lead the league in turnovers per drive, which Tampa Bay handily did last season, have improved by seven and a half wins the next year. Like, Tampa's obviously not going to be a team that wins 12 games. Not what Tim said they did. Um, said they will. But I think they're a 500 they win 11 team. games. I think they're the favorite to win the division now. They should be. I know they're not okay. the betting favorite, but, like, the Saints are in trouble. The Panthers are in trouble. And I think the Falcons are wishy-washy. So, okay. Tampa probably isn't Either the way, I just think that if they're going to have, you know, at least a slightly above-average defense— and Jameis has the potential in any given week to just be good Jameis. Yeah, he has bad Jameis and good Jameis. Exactly. Um, and in this game, he can be mediocre Jameis, and they can still cover this break. I, I just think they're an eight-win team, and the Giants are a three-win team. So I, I'm perfectly fine with taking them with the points. Yeah, so I like them. I also have Washington plus four, Pittsburgh plus six and a half, and Indy minus one and a half. Like, I hate the board this week. That's why I played so many props as a as opposed to, I just felt far more comfortable with the props. Yeah. I do like the over 43 and a half in the Cincinnati Buffalo game. That line has gone down because everyone smashed the under. Generally, if, if, what, if people are doing, like, 
one thing in droves to one side of a line, just take the other side. It's usually the way to go. With usually this. works out. I just I just find it funny that like Giants, you would start this week in fantasy. Like, are you starting Sterling Shepard? Like, it's Ingram, it's Barkley, and then what? Uh, probably not. Unless you're I like wouldn't a be opposed to starting. Flex league. I wouldn't be opposed to starting Sterling if that's the sort of guy. Like, if it's a questionable thing, I think maybe Daniel Jones would really like him. So, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world to play. Like, would you start Devin Smith or Sterling Shepard? Because I would play oh, Devin Shepard. Smith. I don't, oh, don't trust Devin Smith I, at I, all. I, I would play Devin Smith, Smith for sure. I think he, he was a one game wonder. Would you play John Ross? Or Sterling oh, Jones. I would play Ross. I, I like Ross. Ross. So you like Ross, but you don't think that Cincinnati is going to score any points? I didn't think they're going to score any points. I just think the Bengals are not going to cover that spread. Like, would you play JJ or Sega Whiteside or Sterling Shepard? I think that there I would play Shepard. Shepard. But I have them very close in the ranks. Yeah. Would you play DK Metcalf? I think Metcalf's going to see Lattimore in this game. So Lockett's probably he the play again. Seems like and David Moore's likely. back, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, I love the Saints in that game, but uh, so I, I don't think the Seahawks do much of that. Yeah. So, is there any game like Gary and you feel particularly good about uh, against the spread that maybe I throw into my Super Seven? Because I, I'm negotiable on almost all of these. You have my Super Lock in there. Um, I mean, we've What's talked your Super Lock. The Redskins. Yeah, I like the Redskins plus four. Yeah, uh, we've talked about a lot of the games I felt most confident about. Like, do you um, like Indy or Atlanta? I, I think you should take the Vikings. Like, I think the Vikings are going to smash Oakland. I picked Oakland. I don't have them in the Super 7, but I picked um, Oakland to cover the 9. I... Eight and uh, a half now. I would side with Atlanta. I don't feel great about it, though. You know what it's, I like it's not in a game, game I'd have in the Super Under 7. 47. It's a slow game. Yeah. And especially with Leonard being out, it's going to go the Falcons into running the ball more instead of just bombing it. Yeah. And, you know, even with Marlon Mack banged up, we'll see if he's a go at 11.30, but whether it's Wilkins or whatever, they play really slow now. Like, that's part of their new strategy with Jacoby Brissett, where they went from one of the highest, fastest-paced teams in the league with Andrew Luck to one of the slowest. And he throws a lot of short, just high-efficiency passes. Keep the clock clock going. Long drives. Yeah. You should put Green Bay in your ticket. I I think I picked Green Bay, but I don't feel good about that game at all. Just I don't know how the Broncos are going to get over 14 points. I just don't see it. Unless they get like a defensive score or something. Do you want to hear my super prop parlay that I played? I didn't even put it out to the public because it's stupid. Okay. But, you know, I'll share it with you. It pays 200 to 1. Okay. If that's uh, something that you're interested in. Yeah. I'm trying to find it now. So before we get to the how good... Many, how many props are we talking about here? I think it's eight props. I think Prop? that's... Now that's the four team. Uh, here we are. <clears throat> eight. Eight-way parlay. Pays 210 to one. Cole Beasley, over three and a half catches. Okay. Demarcus Robinson, over three and a half catches. Plus 130, oh, I don't like it. Demir Bird, over 35 and a half receiving yards. Sure. Philip Lindsay, over three and a half catches. I like that. Ted Ginn Jr., under three and a half I catches. I like that one, too. Will Fuller, over 25 and a half longest reception. Uh, oh, that's, this is suspended now. Devin Smith, over 28 and a half receiving yards. They've taken that off the board, but I have it. And Darren Waller, over four and a half catches against the Vikings. That's the one that'll get you. If there's one that'll get you. Who else are they passing to? They're nine points. That'll get you. Well, I'd like to I'm sorry. They're called Insta Raiders. Darren Waller is like the biggest part of this offense. I don't know that he is. Gar- Gary, would you like to weigh in on Darren Waller? 
Hardly newer. I think he's very good. Yeah, he's, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's going to have that many catches today. I mean, he has each of the first two weeks. Yeah. Oh, well, I, then I'm, then not, I'm not saying that's always going to happen. Then. That's okay. definitive. But well, I mean, that, that, was, that, was Tim's, this that was also Tim's argument against Kyle Allen scoring a rushing touchdown. Well, people haven't done it the first two weeks. There well, just good running quarterbacks. Well, well when I say it, it's a real thing. When you say it, you know, it's well, fake No, I, I'm interested in nuance and uh, context. You're just interested in yelling at me. Oh, that is suspended. That's great. Yeah, that's not good. That means it's going way up. It means too many people bet that prop. So now it's definitely working. In the Probably people listening to this show. Hopefully. Hopefully we can win some money. I've been good on props. Yeah, you are your prop master. Week. Yeah, I just, I had a golf winner. I had parlays with props. All I had every prop that I put out. It was great. Yeah. So this week cannot go well for me, I bet. Questions coming up in five minutes. Uh, I'll call for questions here soon. Any other thing you think we should talk about? We barely talked about Texans Chargers. And the only take I really have is over five and a half sacks. But I like Chargers. Let's talk defenses, because you were the defense whisperer last week. You used yeah, the Patriots. sure. I used the Patriots. I didn't. Why didn't I use the Patriots? What's wrong with me? Look, I, I think there is a, a, a relatively set in stone and, and, you know, grounded philosophy that you don't use the most expensive defense on the board. I think that's fine. That's a good way to save money. Um, yeah. Would like, you play Patriots or Dallas this week? I would rather of the two play Dallas because I just think the Jets... I, I don't think Luke Falk can throw it more than 15 yards. Tim, as the Luke Falk whisperer, what do you know about I, it? I would play uh, the, the, the Cowboys only because the Jets at least are trying. And, and, and look, I, I, would and mock, I would mock that sensibility, but I, I just think the Jets sort the Jets of have like more the Colts. Well. They're not going to throw any dangerous passes. They're, they're not going to force the ball down the field. They're going to run the ball as much as they can. Whether or not they are able to do that in the second half is, you know, a little bit up in the air. But I just don't think there's the opportunity for turnovers quite like there is. I agree completely. In with the Miami. game with Miami. So, I, yeah. New England's yeah. like an 11 or 12 point defense this week. I, I'm with you uh, with New England. I think that they're a good defense. I think that if you're shooting for upside, the Cowboys are the move. But they're 4300 bucks on DraftKings. It's a lot. It is. Uh, but if you're going to pay up, they're the ones. I am actually with Tim. I think the Bills at 3400 are a fantastic like play. A lot. Yep. But if you're going to pay down, I think there are two options you can turn to this. Chargers. Week. 49ers. Well, the 49ers are expensive. Yeah, they're like They're 3200 And yeah. no. Uh, the Chargers at 2500 I think, is a very nice play. And they also just pair so well with Eckler. It's, it's they just pair well nice, with Eckler. They pair stack. well. Like Deshaun can put up 30 points in this game and still get sacked seven times and throw a pick six. Yep. Like the, the opportunity for them to score a lot of points is there. The other one, and although I like Seattle in this game, I think the Saints defense is criminally underpriced at 2,200 bucks. They are, they generate the most pressure of any team in football from their defensive line. Russell Wilson is behind what might be one of the worst offensive lines in the way you just have to hedge against the situation that they run the ball 75 times. If Wilson has to pass 30 times in this game, he's getting dropped five times. Yeah. A again, it's it's just the fear that they tend to run an offense that's, you know, you can't go broke making a profit sort of sensibility of just let's, cheap let's defenses, not have negative plays. Cheap defenses play the Cardinals against a rookie QB is not very good. You that's the play. I don't think you can play the Cardinals defense in a game where there's just going to be that many plays. Look, there's there's turnover there potential. Be sure, Maybe you'll have three and outs. I see that. I see. Look, I. It's, it's weird to say this because I actually think Allen is a very good play this week at his price point, but I, I think that his, his sort of average depth of target could be very similar to Luke Falk's. Uh, 
I, I feel like he's going to be dumping the ball off a lot to Rig Olson. But, but, but we're going to get a, a sprinkle of Taysom Hill as a quarterback. That was the report this morning. They yeah. should. Oh. Taysom Hill can play too. No, but I, I'm just saying in terms of using the Cardinals defense, I, I just don't think there's going to be a lot of... Oh, I thought, you were, I, I thought you were talking about the Saints defense, sorry. No, I, I like the Saints defense. I'm with you. But um, Tim just brought up using Cardinals defense. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's there. Use him with Demir Bird. Maybe he'll return a touchdown. Revenge game for Demir Bird, too. Go. Just like the Vance McDonald revenge game in the Bay Area. I like Vance McDonald this week. Uh, it looks like Dallas Goddard is on the field right now and, like, trying to run routes, but not really running routes all that well. Just sad running routes? Yeah, like, he's, he looks real gimpy. So that's not good. Not ideal. All right. We got four-minute warning here, so I'm going to go to the chat. I'm going to mark off where people are asking questions. So questions from this point forward will be answered on the show. So I guess I have to say goodbye to all the audio listeners out there. Thank you for downloading. Subscribe, rate, and review. And if you want to tune in to the live Pat Mayo experience where you get your questions answered uh, every Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, every Monday afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the DraftKings YouTube channel. So thanks for listening. Good luck in week three. I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.